Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Endorsed Local Provider is an endorsement of customer service only and does not reflect quality of investment decisions and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor, securities sold through Independent Financial Group, LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC. Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house and giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner and an investment advisor with over 20 years of experience in providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I'm a Dave Ramsey local provider. also have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 20 years. I'm Gordon Leppard, uh, financial advisor with Richard Young Associates. Good to be here today, guys. Yeah, great to be here. Another beautiful day out yeah, there. and we're. Right. We're uh, excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly radio show. We are right here every Saturday like today from 9 to 10 a.m. You can also go to our website, moneymd.net. Uh, we have our podcast out um, available to our listeners. We get a lot of good feedback on that. If you're not able to join us on 1230 a.m. on Saturday mornings, you can uh, you can link up with us later on. A lot of people are using that feature. Exactly. And you can also stream us straight off the website. So no matter where you are around the country here, just um, log on or around the world. Log on to moneymd.net. And uh, up in their upper right-hand corner, you can link to us and listen to the show anytime you want. You can also use your iPhone. And, uh, you know, we're our podcast on iTunes and TuneIn Radio yeah. um, also has us. So it's a good app there for listening to us on your iPhone, no matter what you're doing here on a beautiful Saturday yeah. morning. Happy July 4th, right? Exactly. Independence Day. Independence Day. What a great day to be to be uh, talking about money. Mm-hmm. Because there's lots of parallels between fireworks and money. Absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're doing them. We are. We are doing them. We're going to start off here, though, talking about, um, you know, the first topic, the, the big Greece referendum is tomorrow coming right up here. And um, so, you know, what a what a kind of a prelude to, I think, what's coming down the pipe for a lot of countries if they don't get their financial house in order. Mm-hmm. It's what's happening in Greece. But we're going to talk about, you know, the pension rationing yeah. and really what's happening on the ground in Greece. It's certainly stoked up the markets a little bit. It has increased the volatility quite a bit. And, uh, you know, so interesting topic. So that's what we're going to start with. Yeah, we're going to follow that up with a, an article about five personal finance fireworks to avoid avoid. Um, so we've got five things to look at in your in your uh, financial situation that you want to make sure that you're that you're careful with. You know, you can get burned with with fireworks if you're not careful. Well, you can also make some mistakes and get burned with your financial uh, situation as well. So we'll dive into that. And then we have another good article uh, after that. Yeah, we're going to talk about the four reasons you'll never be a millionaire. Oh, come on. Be positive. You know, Steve, you could almost retitle this one. Who doesn't want to be a millionaire? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. And it's a lot of people, unfortunately, because, you know, there are some reasons the average person never makes it to millionaire status. There are four good reasons here. We're going to talk about those and how to change that. That's the key. Mm-hmm. You can change that because you can be a millionaire. And so we're going to give you the secret to that right here on the show. That'll be our last segment. But we're going to start off here, though, with the financial fact of the week. And yeah, this comes from the Department of Labor. And uh, there is a, a famous economist. His name was John Maynard Keynes. 
uh, he was kind of the Michael Jordan of uh, economist. He was uh, born back in the 1800s, passed away in 1946. He was a British economist who a lot of his fundamental theory and ideas are still being used today. I mean, he was... He was um, he was a Michael Jordan. That's the best way to put it. He was very very bright, very yeah. smart. But it's interesting. Um, back in 1930, he predicted that by the year 2000, Americans may choose to work as little as 15 hours per week because the bulk of the material needs would have been satisfied and, and a life of leisure would have you know taken place. And and that's not reality. I mean, as of recently, the average American worker in the private sector worked about 35 hours a week. So yep. interesting that he thought everything would be taken care of. I think that speaks to capitalism, though. People have an opportunity they to really work. Did. They have passions. They have skills. And they they have an opportunity to make more income. So therefore, they're, they're working significantly more. Some people have to, but... Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, and he wasn't. I mean, there was a whole uh, there was a whole economic thought that's based off of his sure. his you know work, um, Keynesian uh, economics, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's it's. I mean, capitalism is the way that really drives the economy, and that's and it, still taught in in, in uh, economic classes today. It is. I mean, it's it held is. up that long, so it's it has. Uh, yeah. very smart guy. But again, we go back to pre- people make predictions all the time, and. You know, you just can't base your you can't no. base your decisions based on those. They just, no, you can't. Way off, and it's not the way. You know what he had talked about was not the way to produce a vibrant economy. Right. You know, it was more socialism type government type interventions, thinking, government interventions, and uh, so yeah, it was interesting fact of the week, though very interesting fact of the week, and that leads up to our first topic, and that is. You know, Greece. It's uh, it's it's tomorrow. We're right here in the eleventh hour of the referendum tomorrow, where Greece is going to vote um, whether or not to accept austerity measures. And uh, you know, the 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 German Chancellor has said that's going to lead basically to them if the, a no vote is a no vote for for them being in the European Union. So it'll be an interesting uh, day tomorrow to see what happens with that. And, you know, there's an article here we're going to talk about that talks about Greece uh, is rationing their pensions. Mm-hmm. And and um, I think that's just a prelude to, to what's probably down the road for a lot of countries. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there are a lot of countries that are headed down the same path. And it's just uh, eye-opening to see... You know, Greece going through the kind of the culmination yeah. of this. And this isn't a new topic. We've been talking about Greece on this show since Quite we started time, four and a yeah. half years ago. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, but yeah, it's a day of fresh indignities for the for the people of Greece. About a third of the nation's depleted banks cracked open their doors after being closed for um, days this week, you know, for pensions um, here earlier this week. And the pension payments, unfortunately, were cut. Um, It was just a fraction of what they're due. You know, European officials, um, they resumed their efforts. They're still, you know, trying to make some last-minute deals here after five years of crisis fighting. But, um, you know, the bottom line is the, the, the folks in Greece didn't get anywhere close to the pensions that they were were um, that they normally get. And while Greece retirees, they receive a fraction of what they're what the uh, they're due. European officials um, are still 
uh, in there weighing the the different ideas that uh, this yeah. prime minister is it Taipei uh, Prez, I believe that the name sounds good. Him? Yeah, yeah, in the European Central Bank, you know, policymakers are discussing what to do, you know, with Greece. The people are just completely fed up, though. You know, you hear the uh, the board members and the IMF say that that the um, uh, the Greece people are are just kind of at the last straw, really. And the polls show that they're still uh, backing this prime minister, um, Taipei. Uh, after that, 54% would vote no uh, from a poll taken earlier this week, rejecting the austerity measures um, in exchange for the aid. 33% would vote yes, accepting the austerity measures as a price for staying in the euro. Um, but that, that poll was conducted earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. I think that, that sentiment has probably changed by now. Yeah, which way do you think it's swung? Uh, I think there. <laughs> yeah. I think after you know almost a week now of uh, being able to get sixty euros a day to live off of, I think that's probably changed their attitudes a little right, bit. Really, be, really staring it in the face. They really are, and I think it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. Oh yeah, you know, you know on the third day of capital control, you know, just basically keeping uh, their their money hostage. Uh, a few dozen pensioners they lined up. As early as 7 a.m. at a central bank um, in Athens, um, an hour before opening time, they they were to receive a maximum. Now, listen, a maximum of 120 euros compared with the average monthly payment of about 600 euros. And that's, so that's about, what you were saying, you know. That's 133 dollars in yeah. U.S. dollars. That was their pension for the month that well, they received. They had they had several people that that did not even get paid because <laughs> the, the bank manager came out yeah. and said, "Well, we're only going to pay." Pay people's uh, that their last name starts with letter A through K. That's not fair. Mine, letter T. I've always been. <laughs> I know. You know? You're going to get Seems left like out. The majority you know? of people are, are yeah. further down the alphabet. That would have been bad. Yeah. One gentleman he said, you know, not only did I have to wait for hours at the bank in hopes of getting his 120 euros, but he'll have a two-hour round trip. This was a 77-year-old uh, retired local government worker. Um, who's making a bus journey you know, from his home. So, it, you know, it's it's really hitting people um, in, in a pretty hard way, like you were saying, Steve. Yeah, it's hitting home. It's, it's just really uh, com- becoming real. Yeah, that's right. In Greece. It's definitely hitting home. Even the reduced payments, um, you know, risk putting more pressure on the banks than they could bear, underscoring the desperate choice facing uh, the six-month-old left-wing government and voters in the referendum. I mean, their their backs are against the wall in this situation, two senior bank executives said as many as 500 of the country's more than 7,000 ATMs had run out of cash uh, by this last week. And uh, Sky uh, Television reported as much as 1 billion euros were withdrawn uh, over over last weekend. So people are wow. running. It's cash. In the running. Yep, exactly. So uh, a last-minute request for a new two-year rescue package to tide over the the ravaged economy was sternly dismissed Tuesday by German Chancellor uh, Merkel, and that's hours before Greece bailout officially expired at 1 a.m. in Athens. So they missed the payment, basically. They're, uh, yeah, they, they defaulted. defaulted this past week. I think week. it's the first time a country of that size has ever defaulted. So Yeah, I mean, it is kind of shocking that it that it finally has gotten to this. Having said that, it was obviously predictable. I mean, it was mm-hmm. there's an obvious conclusion to to what you expect to happen when a country just continues to run up endless amounts of debt. So anyway, we'll continue this conversation when we come back from the break. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net. 
or give us a call. Richard Young Associates, 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay with us. Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner. I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey local provider, and Gordon Leppard, who is a financial advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we are going to continue our discussion here before the break about Greece and the impending crisis. That's, uh, I mean, the ongoing crisis, yeah, the, impending, the, the impending ongoing, referendum right. tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it's... It's so interesting. To me, it's not that significant to the markets because, yeah. you know, yeah, it's increased volatility, but Greece only has 0.2 of 1% of the world's GDP. Yeah, it's tiny. It's just tiny. And, you know, their market is point two, is less than 0.21% of the world market. Um, so, you know, it just means almost nothing in terms of real GDP to the world economy. But it is so symbolic of where other countries are headed. Potentially, yeah. There's um, there's big countries out there that potentially could go through the same thing. So hopefully it's a wake-up call. It is. And it's fascinating to see how it unravels, mm-hmm. too, because I think there are other countries, you know, and now Puerto Rico mm-hmm. is, um, it, you know, um, facing some of these same issues. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, we've seen that what the, what's happened this past week. Pensions were cut. Um, quite a bit. Um, folks are only receiving, uh, what was it, 120 euros, about $133 in their monthly pension, whereas they normally get like 600 euros. So, you know, they're down to like a fifth of yeah. their, that their puts them, pensions. That puts the individuals against the wall, too. I mean, they'll be going bankrupt. They will. You know, and the economy, it gets in this tailspin, this depression tailspin. They're already in a depression, but it's a tailspin because now they have less money to spend, so the economy just locks up. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what's happening The only here. thing they have going for them is um, uh, tourism. Tourism. People they vacationing do. over there, it's still hot. but Yeah, and that'll still happen. You know, they'll <clears> still have some tourism that'll go on um, after this kind of unravels and people are sure they can get money once they get over there. But, uh, you know, in the short term, this is a pretty pretty bad situation and kind of the the bottom line here is they've been through these talks and they've been going through talks here for months um i think they've had three major bailouts from the uh you know european union and the imf international monetary fund and you know they're trying to negotiate another one and so the talks have continued here this past week but um you know, one of the economists at J.P. Morgan Chase kind of puts it this way. He says, request from Greece appears to design to keep the region somewhat off balance, to create impression that Ty Prez is searching for an imaginative solution when, in fact, you know, he says he, he describes it as just kind of a, a, a shell game. Yeah, I don't know if he knows what the answer is. I mean, he doesn't. It's he not doesn't. a good answer here. It's like the last part of this says, a little choice. You know? Yeah. In, a, in an effort to give talks uh, traction, Greece has agreed to offer more information and said it might change its uh, referendum terms and recommendations according to an official speaking uh, on conditions of anonymity. Um, with no fundamental change in the institution's offer, Typrez will have little choice 
that uh, than to maintain his support for a no vote uh, as he announced on Friday. So we'll we'll see how that works out. Yeah, and it's become even more interesting because he publicly declared that if he would resign if there was a yes vote. Um, wow. Thus, you know, the referendum would be about Euro membership and Taipei's future. Um, I'm not sure if he'll stick to that promise or not, but... Uh, I think he'll be forced out, though. This he might be. Vote. Yeah, yeah. The, the pro rata poll showed the share of no votes dropping to 46% this last week after the uh, imposition of capital controls, uh, kind of as what you were saying, Steve, uh, earlier. And it used to be 57%. So as, as the capital controls have gone into place, people are saying, hey, you know, maybe this isn't such a good idea. The uh, support for the yes rose from 30% to 37%. So for at least, uh, for now at least, markets suggest investors are confident policymakers uh, are containing the damage. The uh, euro is trading at about a um, dollar eleven. It's similar to what it was before the negotiations. And, you know, the European stock market and, and the U.S., for that matter, as well as Asian markets, have been all over the map this week. I mean, sure. they've been up and down and, and sideways and everything in between. So uh, I think having a resolution, anytime there's um, uncertainty about the outcome, markets don't like that. Markets hate uncertainty. And what it really does, it's, it's not that it necessarily drives down the, the number of uh, – uh, of, of sellers. I mean, it doesn't really it cause a lot of people to sell. I think what it does is it causes l- less people to want to buy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it lowers demand for stocks. The people that are going to buy, they're going to delay their purchase. So it increases a lot of volatility. So markets drop because you have less buyers that are to hold the prices up. Yep. And then later they come back into the market and it and it raises prices. So, That's right. so this is you know, the question we get from clients is, um, what should I do? Um, should, should they panic? I mean, we mentioned earlier that green is such a small piece of the pie in the puzzle. Um, you know, what, what's, what's, how does this affect the individual investor? Exactly. And, you know, the, the answer to that is you don't want to do anything. Um, the last thing you want to do is try to react and try to predict how this is going, how the market's going to react to this, because markets are, are totally unpredictable in these kind of situations. Mm-hmm. What market is looking for is a resolution. Yep. They're looking for stability here, and they're looking for um, this to be resolved because they don't like uncertainty. And, you know, any little piece of news can trigger the indication that this is being this is being resolved. And so you, if you try to get the time to that, if you try to time that, you will be wrong you know, at, least, at least 50% of the time. Yeah, I saw a stat the other day that said um, with um, market events similar to this, um, the typical uh, reduction in the uh, in the market was about 2.5%, and it recovered within 10 days. Now, who knows about this, but trying to predict this stuff is impossible. It really and, is. Uh, and trying to get in and out and, the, you the know. The timing of it is just yeah, and, not there. Yeah, and Greece and, and most people's portfolios is probably rounds to zero. It's very, very, very small. It's so, almost nothing. Um, it's, it's not represented at all in our portfolios. Yeah. Once the I resolution happens, it, it, the markets will, will clear, and they'll start focusing on another opportunity or issue. And and if it's resolved on a long-term basis, I yeah. think it will actually help the markets. Yeah, right. Because this will be off the table. This has been on the table now for five years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but for the folks in Greece, I think this is a very bad thing. They, oh, don't, yeah. they don't know what they're what they're up against if they vote themselves out of the EU. Um, they're going to they're going to you know relish themselves to be an impoverished nation and uh, and not have a good chance of recovery. What so, what country was it that was trying to vote them potentially vote out um, a year ago? Was it the 
They did. Was this it was Ireland? Greece. It was Greece. No, it? no, no, no. It was up in the UK. Oh, Scotland. 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 That's right. And they yeah. they voted against it, which I think was wise. Yeah, that was definitely wise. Trying to go on your own. Um, yeah, that would not have been a good thing for their country. No, that would have been silly. So. <laughs> Um, anyway, you know, this issue in Greece is obviously going to resolve itself. I don't think it affects the average person on a long-term basis. It's going to increase volatility. But certainly our recommendation would be stay invested, stay diversified. Don't react to this. Don't worry about it. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think it does send a message to us and all the politicians out there. we got to get serious about our own debt. Yeah, that's right. Because eventually this is what it leads to. I think, you know, I had a, a lady come in or a couple that came in this last week and their goal for the meeting was to figure out how to lower taxes. And um, so we talked about a couple of options, but I, you know, I jokingly said initially vote, you know, right. we've got to look at, at people that are going to attack the deficit and try to get, you know, the U.S.'s situation under control because, I mean, we're at $19 trillion. I was going to say, because if we don't address that now, you know, we may not find ourselves in this exact Greece situation, right? But our kids or grandkids very well could. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they're the writings on the wall. They're they're going to have to reduce benefits. Yeah, period. entitlement program definitely going to have to be changed. Going to have to be cut back. There's no doubt. Okay, good topic though, and very interesting. So that leads us up though to the question of the week. This question is about company stock, and we see this occasionally. Um, question is: Is I have three hundred thousand dollars in my four hundred one k? So that's a nice sum of. Of change, and um, they said they have fifty percent of that though in company stock. It's done well. Uh, I've worked at this company for about two or three decades, um, and they're thinking about increasing the percent associated with that. Should I? Yeah, I'll answer that. Yeah, I'd say buy more. I 500%. think that's a great idea. You know, yes, buy all company stock. That you know, I mean, it's done so well, and that way, when the company does get in hard times, yeah. then you'll lose both your job and your retirement. There you go. That's, that's a, plan. a great idea. <laughs> what a brilliant plan that is. A little, little, little sarcastic today, are we? <laughs> I, I, I could not on. tell at all. Yeah, no, not yeah, at all. Let's let's put let's put it all in the company. Let's put all our our chips on one yeah, one one play at the house. Yeah, I've seen people as clients. I also used to work with folks that um, they would look at the trend of their company stock and they would they would buy and sell because it was always within a trading range. And I used to work for General Electric many years ago, and GE for twenty five years never missed an earnings estimate for twenty five years that's a hundred quarters wow. and their stock went up consistently they went through about a 12 to 15 year period where it made nothing that's right and so and, and during 2008 it probably dropped 40 to 50 maybe 60 percent huge i remember that stink yeah so it, down wow. to low 20 you're talking about risk being being in a single stock is super risky huge risk so the answer is so contrary to what steve says yeah <laughs> sell all your company stock and how about that's diversify right. all of it that yeah. would be a better answer. D- dave ramsey says 10 percent is is okay uh, it probably won't kill your financial situation but we recommend just diversifying. Exactly. Exactly. Avoid doubling up on the risk you have with your with your job. And that's essentially what you're doing when you own your company stock as well. Okay, well that leads up to our break here. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call during regular business hours. Richard Young Associates, 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD. We'll be right back after these messages in Gina News. Stay with us. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey local provider, and Gordon Leopard, who is advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we are going to um, continue our show here with a new topic, and that is the five personal finance fireworks to avoid this 4th of July. So you yeah, know, some full. fireworks are okay to, to use, but... Yeah. Some of them you got to be careful with. You're saying, yeah, be you, careful you about financial get, fireworks. You can get burned. Yeah, well, tell us about that. How can we get burned? Well, this article is from uh, David Flores from GreenPath uh, Manager, and um, you know it's it's a good it's a good review of your financial situation. Um, kind of ties it into the Fourth of July theme. You guys have a favorite firework? You don't have anything you? Really I like? always like the Roman candles. Okay. You know, but when I was a kid, though, we used to do the bottle rocket yeah, wars. Shoot them at people. It was really stupid. We 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 put them in the PVC pipes and shoot them at each other. Oh yeah, we had we had Coke <laughs> bottles back then. You know, back when I was a kid, we actually had Coke bottles. <laughs> bottles, <laughs> glass. It was, it was real glass bottles. Glass bottles, and they were real handy for. That was co- before the TVs yeah. came out, right? Sorry, it was a while ago. <laughs> we had some great <laughs> bottle rocket wars. You know, we'd go buy like a hundred bottle rockets or two hundred. But you never shot those at cars or houses or anything. Uh, no, no, really, really, yes, we, we just did. shot. We just shot at people. All really, right, guys, just all right, each other. There's a there's statute of limitations. You're okay. <laughs> no one's coming <laughs> back here. But you know, as, as summer gets underway, and uh, you know, we had Fourth of July. I mean, this is a this is a fun day. It's one of my favorite holidays. You know, we felt like it was a good time to talk about some potentially dangerous personal finance fireworks that you might encounter this year. Um, I'm going to jump right into them. We got an unexpected bang. You know, this is always this is always fun as a child. I remember with my parents, we used to love to shoot fireworks. Uh, I had two brothers. We loved the loud bangs, you know, the amazing colors. I also remember lighting the fuse and hearing my mom yell at me, run, you know, and then nothing happened. You just kind of sit there and you're like, oh, you got a dud. Then you walk back to it. That's right. You walk back to it and it explodes. And, um, you know, sometimes, um, (laughs) you know, your, your budget can do that as well. I mean, think about how hot it's been recently. Right. I mean, the temperatures have been right. upwards of 100. I guarantee you the bills that people are getting in July for June are going to bust their budgets. You yeah. know, what? and that, that's something that I addressed with a young couple that I just sat down with this past week. I mm-hmm. said, listen, I said, you know, during those cooler months when your electric bill uh, isn't quite as much, still ration yourself or, or put away maybe just a little more during yeah. that time for when we do have times like this. Another good solution they have for most electric companies like budget billing where they'll average it over time so right. it's the same, right. same cost over time. So that's something you need to look at and you know, this is also vacation month. Yeah, my favorite topic, you know, <laughs> vacations. Um, yeah, hopefully you've saved enough for this year's vacation last year, but probably not. I mean, most people, they just hit the credit card with it, and, you know, then they have this this, this big burden that they have to pay off over the next six months mm-hmm. and hopefully do it before Christmas when it gets run up again. But that's not the way to do it. What you need to do is save each month for next year's vacation and so that it doesn't follow you home. And and spend time planning for those unusual bangs that happen, John. Like whenever you you try to throw your firecracker, you know, you light it and it's a fast fuse. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. You don't want to let that happen, right? <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing with your vacation. You know, don't hold on to that firecracker. Plan ahead of time. In yeah. this case, I'd say save a couple hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. you know. So you'll have $2,400 saved up for vacation next year. But start right now. Yeah, that's right. Another one here on the list is bad habit sparklers. I don't know, you guys, have you ever been burned by a sparkler? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. our kids have, you know, and they sit there and they wave them around and so forth. And, you know, they, growing up, they always, my parents always warned us to hold the sparklers at arm's length. You know, you could twirl it around and uh, went out pretty pretty quickly after that. The same can be said, though, for our personal uh, habits, finance habits. that um, started out strong at the beginning of the year when you had New Year's resolutions. We're in the middle, so maybe now is a good time to get a check. Yeah, the sparklers kind of fizzled down just a bit, you know, mm-hmm. but it's important that, that we revisit those initial feelings and take control of our personal finances and rededicate yourself to good, solid spending and saving habits during the rest of the year. Uh, it's almost like pressing the reset button, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes. Uh, an example is to start saving $10 a week or $20 a week, whatever you can, to put toward Christmas. Guess what? It comes around the same time. Is it December? year. It's going to be December 25th this year. Okay. Oh, All right. Wow. Okay. Better so we got about that. six That's right. Uh, it's coming right Give up. or take. Okay. All right. Give so we take. get a little bit of time to plan. But, yeah, but you'll have some cash on hand when it does get here. Yeah. That's a great. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, um, Just little things. The Christmas uh, club accounts that people right. you know, used to have as, as we, when we were growing up, our parents did. That's a great idea. Uh, another one here is is debt hiding smoke bombs. That was one of my favorite. I love smoke bombs. <laughs> Colorful smoke bombs can can have can make an impact, but a personal finance smoke bomb between individuals can hide problems. I mean, a lot of times people feel that if they can create a diversion, they can put off a painful conversation about spending habits and debt. But once the air clears, the problem's still there. I mean, a good start is communicating and communicating is building a personal budget together. So communication, we've talked about that time and time again. Don't try to hide it with smoke bombs. So don't hide your credit card debt no. from your spouse. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. Or, you know, other spending habits as well. So, yeah. yeah. Smoke bombs are cool on outside, but not in personal finance. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. How about the fast-spending firecrackers? Hmm. Hey, you know how some people, they'll light the whole string mm-hmm. of fire, fire. firecrackers and throw them out there? I never did that because I always like to, you know, I like to see it. I like to stretch it out over time. I didn't want to just <laughs> blow it all in one wad here. Five hours later, here's but, another one. You know, that's what people do. They set off the whole <laughs> string, and, and then, uh, you know, it's the same thing in their monthly income. They just they blow it all at one time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's right. You know, your, your, in, your monthly income is similar, right? You know when it comes in. Spend only what you need. Pay your bills. Conserve some of the money. Maybe put some into an emergency fund. Um, you know, for those rainy days. That's right. Then, uh, then we've got the balance jumping bottle rockets. <laughs> uh, we we all enjoyed bottle rockets. You know, we were just talking about earlier. Light these fireworks, and they swoosh out of sight. You know, some people think that the best way to keep their debt out of sight is to jump from one credit card to another. You know, just bouncing these balances around. But the thing is. It's it's not solving the problem uh, when you continually move the balance. It's it's still there. It's just in another location. Yeah, you, you got you got to address the problem. You mean you got to pay it off <clears throat> eventually? Oh, that's like grease, huh? They actually <laughs> think you right. have to. It's not just going to go away. The budget eventually. It's not just going to go away. Yeah. So this summer, guys, we'll work on being disciplined with spending, saving, and you'll have more fun in the long run. So spend a couple minutes. You know, looking ahead to next month, next year, um, it can can save you money, give you some peace of mind. So, uh, you know, step up this Independence Day. Be safe out there um, with the fireworks and those financial decisions. And as always, if you need help, let the money doctors know. Give us a call. All right. Great topic. That leads up here to um, our prescription of the week. Yes. This prescription is, have you checked on your 401k lately? A lot of times we have people come in that says, hey, I have old 401ks. 
What's it invested in? Do you need to rebalance? Just take a peek at it. Um, you know, sitting there leaving them dormant in cash for 10 years probably is not the best strategy for you. So a lot of times people don't know what to look at. If you need help with that as well, we'll be more more than happy to, to take a peek at that. Yeah, rebalance your 401k. You know, occasionally the markets, I mean, over time the markets, you know, the, the stock piece should do better than the bond piece. Mm-hmm. So you get out of whack where you have too much in stock. So maybe you need to balance that out. Yep. But either way, take a look at it. That's a good prescription of the week. That leads up here to our last topic, and that is the four reasons you'll never be a millionaire. Oh, come on. How to change it. And how to change All that. Right. Who exactly. doesn't want to be a millionaire? Exactly. <laughs> this is not another Debbie Downer here. I mean, this really is. This is good news because you can change that. You can be a millionaire, but you probably won't be. Sorry. That's <laughs> It's not too late. It's true. Yeah. Okay. So you want to be a millionaire with an early retirement that includes exotic vacations, right? That's that's my, my thing. Or, or maybe huge donations to your favorite charity or golf at the best resorts now we're talking yeah i mean these are the kind of things people think of when they hear the word millionaire but most of us unfortunately will never get to that status for young people today it probably needs to be multi-millionaire because if you're going to enjoy that kind of good lifestyle associated with today's millionaires it's going to take more than one million Mm -hmm. for you know a young person today so but statistically it's unlikely you're ever going to experience that again sorry <laughs> yeah that that's the truth you know but it, like dave ramsey says you got to live like no one else if you want to live like no one else and so you know you're going to have to overcome the following four roadblocks that are stopping you from achieving the millionaire status and with each roadblock there are steps you can take to overcome the things that are holding you back so Let's get just jump right into these here to get you on your way. First one is you don't understand how money works. That's right. You don't get money. You know, sure, you know how to spend it, and maybe you're putting your 3% in your 401K and getting your match, but still, very few people really understand how it works. So the question is, do you understand how it works? Sure, you can blame the school system or your parents, but the responsibility falls on you to really understand how money works. So when we come back from the break here, we'll talk about how you can get money and understand how it works. But if you have a question, you can uh, email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey local provider, and Gordon Leppard, who is a financial advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we're continuing our discussion here before the break about the four reasons you'll never be a millionaire. Mm. And how to change that, because that's, that's right. the important part. We have some prescriptions. Right, we do. Yeah, it is true. You know, for the average person listening out there, you won't be a millionaire. Statistically, you know, that's you'll probably never experience that. But Sorry. if you follow our advice, you will. Can. You Gives can you a much better be a chance. Seriously, I mean, there a lot of people don't understand what it takes to get there, and... 
This is the prescription right here. It is. We have four four ways, four reasons you'll never be a millionaire, but we have the four ways to fix that. Mm-hmm. And that's the point here because you know, I mean, you can overcome these. These are very doable. It's not it's not rocket science how to become a millionaire. It's just a matter of getting your financial house in order. First one here was was talking about education, really. It's because the average person doesn't get money. They don't understand it. They don't understand how it can work for them. But, you know, there are ways to fix that. Yeah, that's right. Millionaires, they understand that money is not something that's discovered, won, or created by chance. I mean, wealth is not an accident. Uh, it's a result of actions over time. And these actions, as Dave Ramsey says... It's like a crock pot. It takes years and decades to build this wealth. And and building wealth is one of the world's largest games. And if you want to win, you have to learn the rules and understand some of the time-tested winning strategies. So you got to start studying. So here's an immediate action step. There's some great money books out there. Um, The first one, which we've talked about, is The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Phenomenal book. has a great process to, to go through. Very easy to understand and very easy to apply. Another one is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, Kiyosaki, thank you. Um, that's a great book as well. And also The Richest Man in Babylon by George Clason, C-L-A-S-O-N. So three books that read them, you get some knowledge. Great yeah. way to start. And they're also very inspiring. They'll inspire you to action, and that's that's one of the big keys here. But don't just read them. I mean, internalize the knowledge in these books, you know. Talk about it with your spouse, your grandma, successful people that you trust, you know. Talk about it with them. I mean, you have to understand the power of saving and compounding returns over time and the destructive nature of debt and overspending. And I think that's where Dave Ramsey will really step in and, and make that real for you. You know, personal finance can be learned, and by mastering it, you will discover that wealth is much easier to build than you ever previously thought and a lot more attainable than becoming, say, a scratch golfer, for instance. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is very, very hard, sure. I might add, because <clears throat> that's always been one of my mm-hmm. one of my. Uh, you know, dream bucket list items. Okay, um, number two here on the list is you don't value education. Um, that's right. I mean, it, yeah, I get it. I mean, I know you're busy, <laughs> but you have to have time to watch all. You you happen to have time, right, to watch all the 152 games of your favorite major league team, maybe, or maybe every every episode of NCIS and White Collar. Uh, you know, I know everybody needs a little downtime, but you also have to budget time to get ahead vocationally and to learn new skills. So that's a big part of this. Yeah, you know, you probably feel like you've got 25 hours of work to do in, in a single day, and there simply just isn't enough time to get it all done. That's the, that's the life of an entrepreneur. So something needs to be sacrificed. Chances are you're sacrificing your continuing education and, and uh, learning more about what's going on and how to get ahead a little bit. And it's severely hurting your chances of uh, obtaining that millionaire status. Wealthy people, they never stop learning. You know, dis- despite the busyness of their life, they're always finding a way mm-hmm. to, to learn a little something. And, and that also comes with each little setback as well. They try to find, you know, something within that to, to learn and take from that. Yeah, and they're always trying to improve. They're always trying to, to fix what's broken in their in their financial life and trying to, to get ahead to that next level. And, you know, here's a good example on this recent interview on the Tim Ferriss show uh noah kagan 
says that he takes time every morning to read as well as setting a time every Tuesday morning to simply learn. Very successful people, they tend to make learning part of their daily routine, and they enjoy it, Mm -hmm. quite frankly. So when was the last time you scheduled learning time, um, or do you just try to fit it in whenever everything else is caught up? Right. Well, if you do that, you'll never get there because you're never going to have everything else caught up. So follow the advice of Kagan um, and other incredibly successful entrepreneurs. Never stop learning no matter how busy you are. So an immediate action step here is to find a a TED Talk or a YouTube video on the next step in your career. Watch it immediately. Subscribe to a podcast on your of your vocation. Maybe start listening daily on the way to work. Get inspired to reach the next level. So yeah, yeah. Listen to our podcast. Listen to our podcast. Dave Ramsey has great podcasts. I, I, I mean, there is a ton of do. resources out there. There really are. So I mean, use the time you have. You know, on the way to work is a great time, or when you get dressed in the morning. You know, Kathy, I'll use her as a great example. She is always listening to a podcast. In the morning when she's getting ready in the bathroom. Really? She is. She's what? listening to a podcast, you know, and in her case, it's usually a Christian podcast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a TED Talk, but she loves to, yeah. to listen to podcasts, and I'm, I'm with her. You know, I do the same thing, and it's, it's uh, incredibly beneficial and inspiring to get your day started. Um, okay, number three here on the list is you live to your means. That's right. You live to your means. I know you think that sounds okay since you're living, you aren't living beyond your means, but should you be living to your means or should you be living below your means? Um, you shouldn't be living to it. That's the bottom line here. So what are you doing with the extra money that you have each month? Yeah, so if if you're like the average you know, American out there, you probably don't have any extra money left over each month. Maybe your boss doesn't pay you enough. Maybe the company hasn't taken off, uh, whatever excuse there is. But let's face it, you're probably spending too much money. It doesn't really matter how much you make. You can't spend it all. Everyone not accumulating wealth lives to their means. I mean, you can make 2000 per month or 20000 per month, and you'll still be broke if you live to your means. So be careful with that because as you increase your income, which most people do through their careers, they spend it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, millionaires, they make a conscious decision to live on less than what they make. You know, instead of upgrading their lifestyle every time they make more money, they choose to put that extra cash to work for them through various investments, such as their retirement plan or maybe a business, maybe real estate or other assets, which is leads us up to our next point that we'll talk about next. But an immediate action step is to pull out your bank account statements for the past three months, figure out where every single dollar went. In other words, have, get a budget, organize that entire list into categories, um, so you'll have a solid budget created for your future. And begin... And and budgeting, you know, even if it's difficult for you, um, you know, there are some good resources out there that can help you. Um, We'd recommend one called youneedabudget.com or mint.com. So there are some great ways that you can create a budget, get organized, and start getting on track to live below your means. You know, Ramsey just rolled out another uh, software called Every Dollar. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very user-friendly. It's great. Visual, yeah. uh, great resource there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's another good one. Okay, and the last one here is you don't collect assets. That's right. The average person doesn't collect assets. They, they collect things they think are assets, but they aren't really assets. 
You know, a job will never make you rich. Um, neither will saving all of your cash in a coffee can. So how can you build wealth? Well, you start collecting appreciating assets. That's what we're talking about here, not not depreciating assets. Is that like assets. a new car? Uh, no, John. Oh. That's not like a new car. That's, that's a new truck. Oh, a new truck. Okay. Come on, John. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about appreciating assets. An asset, you know, defined by Vestapedia dot com is a resource with economic value that an individual corporation or a country owns or controls with the exception the expectation that it will provide a future benefit well even beyond that we're talking about assets that go up in value mm-hmm. over time yeah millionaires they collect appreciating assets like you said not fancy cars or the latest tech toys which they can afford and some do have them but you know those things they evaporate to nothing over time it's, it's as simple as that do you collect appreciating assets such as you know a profitable business a growing mutual fund or you know like we uh, also mentioned a uh, income producing rental property so i guess yeah. beanie babies probably wouldn't be in that that craze that happened back in the 90s yeah my, my kids used to collect those yeah. and they um, didn't appreciate so much unless yeah. you have the princess diana one. Oh, okay yeah. that, one? Right. that Never. one is still selling for top dollar <laughs> oh there you go yeah those those pokemon on cards didn't appreciate too much either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your car is not an asset. You know, that shiny new electronic gadget on your arm is not an asset. Your home might not be even be an asset. You know, these are all probably liabilities that are robbing you your financial future. So stop collecting those. Start collecting things that will make you money over the long term. So an immediate action step is to make a detailed net worth statement that lists all of your assets in your life as well as their current value and your liabilities. Um, and then to ask yourself, are you comfortable with that list? You know, what can you do to, to take steps to acquire more appreciating assets that will build wealth over time and not more liabilities? So the, the, the kind of the take home here is, you know, becoming a millionaire is not impossible. In fact, it's relatively easy when you have time on your side. So if you start young and you get, get busy now um, and you have the knowledge to do it, you can become a millionaire, but it requires overcoming some of the hurdles, which can be tough. So if you want to achieve this dream, continue to learn how money works, value your education, live well below your means, and start collecting appreciating assets instead of liabilities that are robbing you of your future. Okay, and Good that article. leads up to our close here of Money MD. Tune in next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. There are more prescriptions for your financial health. And do check us on our website, moneymd.net. Email us your questions. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call, 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Have a good one. Happy 4th. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Endorsed local provider is an endorsement of customer service only and does not reflect quality of investment decisions and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor, securities sold through Independent Financial Group, LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC. This is